Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by AsweatLife.com, on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson-Cohen, and today is a very special episode. It is the start of season three of the podcast, We Got Goals, and we're gathering the hosts to talk to you about our goals and what we're setting out to do in season three of the podcast. With me, I have Cindy Kuzma, Kristen Guile, Maggie Umberger, and Marie Goodman. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, Gina. <laughs> hey, Gina. <laughs> there. One thing I love about the We Got Goals podcast, slight digression, is that it's always the morning. (laughs) Eternal morning. Eternal morning on We Got Goals. And that's probably because we drink endless coffee while we're recording this podcast. But let's talk about season three, shall we? This season on We Got Goals, we're sharing a bit about our own big, hairy, audacious goals. We really live to tell other people's stories, but as we approach 2019, and season three of our podcast built around goals. Our goals, both those we're setting in the future and those we've already accomplished, will help guide what we talk about this year. A sweat life was built to use fitness to help unlock the other things in life that make it all worthwhile. And since our founding in 2012, we've created online content, a thriving community, and a technology platform. Oh, in this podcast. <laughs> And through all that content, community, and the events we host, we've managed to reach people around the globe. But as we looked at our seventh year of Living a Sweat Life and our third year interviewing all of the goal-getters who will tell us about what they've accomplished and what they're going after next, we set our own internal goals. But we decided it was time to walk the walk, and we're saying our big goals aloud. This year... Outside of continuing to grow, we're going after four big goals, and we'll be interviewing people who align with those goals, too. I'm so excited about this season and all of these goals. Our first goal is building community, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later in this episode. But in brief, we care about making people feel welcome, both in the gym and outside of it. And we're going to be talking to other people who feel that way, too. So you'll hear us ask people who believe that everything is better with friends a lot of questions about all of those friends that they've made. Then in the next part of the year, we'll focus on the goal of creating a better earth. We want to leave the world in as good as or even better shape than how we found it. So we'll be talking to goal getters this year who view wellness through that lens, too. And of course, it wouldn't be a sweatlife.com production if we didn't talk about fitness at least a little bit. So we're going to talk about becoming better, stronger, and faster together on this uh, third portion of the podcast. Setting goals to push a body's limits is one part of fitness that makes us tick. And we believe that the limits you push in the gym are directly related to the limits you can push everywhere else in your life. Everybody with any kind of abilities can find strength in pushing that body. And then the fourth goal is contributing generously. We believe that giving your knowledge to the next generation, your privilege to those without, or your time to those who need it, don't just help those you give your knowledge, time, talents, and luck to. They also help you in ways you never could have predicted. We'll talk to people who get out there and give in ways that change the world. So with all of those goals in mind, and without giving too much away, who is a dream guest you'd love to interview this season, Cindy? 
a dream guest that I would love to interview would be Shalane Flanagan. You all know that I am a runner myself, and Shalane is an elite runner who won the New York City Marathon in 2017. And what's great about her is she touches on so many of these themes that we are covering in the year. Not only is she a champion athlete, so she's definitely into better, faster, and stronger, she's also building a community of other elite athletes, and especially of other women, who all push to make each other better, and I just love that about her. Not only that, in addition, she has worked on a couple of best-selling cookbooks that have really taught a whole new generation of young female runners how to nourish their bodies and how to fuel themselves rather than starve themselves to success. So she would be a dream guest. Kristen, how about you? Okay, so I've got a couple of options here who are in similar areas of expertise. Um, I would love to talk to the co-founders of The Skim, Carly Zakin and Danielle Weisberg, or one of their community managers, or in that same vein, Alicia Romans, who founded the newsletter Girls' Night In that I am newly obsessed with. Um, all of these female entrepreneurs took what many people considered to be a really outdated, like often ignored form of communication, the email newsletter, and built really vibrant communities around it. And I'm really interested in how they were able to take what seems to be a very one-way transaction, you know, just one person writing it and the other person reading it, and make it into these communities that take action outside of the computer. I see a lot of what we want our ambassador programs to be in both of these communities, and I would love to hear how they were able to scale those communities' growth from, you know, starting pretty small uh, into global phenomenons. Gina, how about you? So I have been obsessed with the business of ClassPass since we first received it in Chicago, uh, the gift of ClassPass, as I would have called it back then. Um, so I would love to talk to the founder of ClassPass, Payel Kadakia, who now has a second last name, just like me, Puji, about what the growth of ClassPass and the change of ClassPass and the consumer reaction to the changes at ClassPass have meant to her and the big goals she's set along the way. I know that it's hard to be a leader, uh, and I know that it's especially hard to be a leader when you have a beloved product that you change. So I'd love to actually gauge her sort of reaction um, to the change and how people have reacted to that change as well. And what she wants the product to be in the future because I think it has so many legs. And if anyone has had a conversation with me in the past few weeks, even a little bit, they've heard me talk about my favorite show, uh, The Good Place. I have been gobbling it up, every form of it, whether it's the show, which I... I'm not embarrassed to say that I've watched twice through from beginning to end, whether it's the podcast that dissects each episode of the show um, or whether it's just trying to find its creator, Michael Scher, in all of his interviews, including with Friend of a Sweat Life, Sarah Spain. I have really sought every piece of information about that show because I just think the the story itself, the way it's been created, the way that they approach comedy, it's so positive and enriching to the human experience, which is a crazy thing to say about a TV show. But I think it's my favorite show to date. I'm more emotionally attached to it than I was The Office, which is saying a lot, which Michael Scher also wrote on. And all of this is to say that you, Michael Scher, I want to interview you. <laughs> Besides seeking out your favorite television and comedy writer, 
what is a goal you're most excited to see come to life this year at A Sweat Life? Marie. So we're doing a lot of big things this year, and one very big thing is we are going to be doing some national events for the first time. So we've really focused the sweat working part and getting people together in real life, for the most part, in Chicago. And while we reach a lot of people in a lot of places uh, digitally, we are going to be getting those people together to meet in real life as well. So I'm really excited to be a part of that growth and help people make those connections in person. Maggie? So things that happen naturally at A Sweat Life tend to revolve around community, which is a great kind of segue also into speaking about how we're building community with our podcast guests this first part of the season. But um, a really big goal of mine and of ours is continuing to grow the ambassador community. Um, I love that it's a misnomer. It's 100% not like any other ambassador network or community that we've ever had or that we've ever really experienced before, I think. But one of my biggest weekly goals is how do I create additional tools for the now 500 plus ambassadors around the country to live a better life, to go after whatever big goals they're working on, and to above and beyond anything else, make sure that they know that we as a team are there to support them and however we can also lift other ambassadors up to continue supporting each other, that's just more arms reaching out to hold hands and to continue to lift this community up. So it is, uh, it's been really rewarding over the last few months. We technically kicked off in like November, so we've already had a few months under our belt with building this larger network nationally through the Sweat Working app. But every month that I get to interview a, a guest for a workshop that goes on the Sweat Working app, we get to talk about some of the real stuff, like dealing with stress and anxiety and dealing with how we talk to ourselves and the conversations we have with ourselves that can influence our ability to really love ourselves. Like it's deep stuff, but we're kind of breaking down those barriers to communication through a simple digital experience. And I am only more and more excited to see how that grows over the year. And applications will come out in October again for um, the next set of ambassadors to come on board. And we can't wait to meet even more amazing individuals. So we can only do so much at a sweat life, right? It's not your whole life for most people in this room. So what is a goal you have outside of a sweat life that you're working on this year or this season? Cindy. So one big goal that I accomplished last year was I finished writing a book. Uh, this year, my goal will be to sell said book. Um, it's not going to be published until uh, October here in the US. Um, it'll be published in August in the UK, which is where my publisher is based. But this is uh, kind of a stretch goal for me because I'm not really a natural self-promoter. It's, it's challenging for me, but it's something that, um, as I kind of mentioned in the season closing episode of last season, um, it's something that's kind of skating for me, right? It's kind of an interesting challenge to think about how can I do this in a way that is authentic to me. So I've been trying to figure that out, and I will continue to try to figure that out as the year goes on. Fortunately, I have a little time. 
There is a, a person that is is doing this right now that is kind of a model for me, I think, that I really look up to. Her name is Christy Eschwanden, and she has a new book about recovery called Good to Go that I just picked up. I haven't finished it yet, but already it's super intriguing. And she's a science reporter, and I love that about her. She's really knowledgeable and really sharp and really tied to evidence and facts, but she is also uh, a lovely person, and she's been going around talking about her book and talking about all of the things that she learned and how people can apply those to, to their lives. And so I am kind of looking forward to continuing to study her model and look at how other people have done it and think about ways that I can get the word out there in ways that feel uh, right to me. And my book, by the way, is called Rebound. And it's a book that I co-authored with mental skills coach, Carrie Jackson Cheadle. And you will hear more about it from me later on. <laughs> Kristen, what's a big goal that you have this year? So sometime over the last year or so, I got very into boxing classes uh, about once a week at my favorite place up in Lincoln Park, Title. And sometimes towards the end of last year, when I finally learned how to wrap my hands on my own without making the boxing teacher do it for me, uh, I decided I was qualified enough to ask for private boxing lessons. So that is what I am doing this year. My goal, it's more of a process goal. It's not like I'm training to be in a fight or anything like that. I am definitely not that intense, and I like my face a lot as it is. So instead, I am just going to set a goal to take one private boxing lesson a month and work my way up to learning some longer combinations. And I'm excited by the prospect of trying something new, working out with a personal trainer, again, I think is a great way for me to challenge myself and get out of my group fitness comfort zone. And I also have long found that boxing is really good for me mentally. It forces me to sort of get into my head and out of my body a little bit more and vice versa at different times throughout the workout because I'm so focused on hitting those combinations and staying in the present moment that I can't really worry about what is coming up next in the workout or what I have already done in the workout or how far left there is to go. So I look forward to that as a good exercise for me both physically and mentally in 2019. Marie, did you have something? I do indeed. So this past year at the end of 2018, I started a beverage company with a friend of mine uh, called SuperQ. It's a CBD-infused sparkling water, and we are really just in the beginning um, having just launched and it's been even in the last less than a year an incredible journey and I've learned a lot about an industry that neither myself nor my partner have any experience in and so for this year I'd really like to see it get off the ground get some traction get some sales and also build a community around the idea that you are your greatest superpower and that's what Superhue is all about. And then people who inspire me towards this goal, one person who we've had on the podcast and who's been someone I've been able to leverage for advice uh, is Maya, the co-founder of Koya. And she's been super helpful just in with contacts and always having a few minutes to hop on a call or answer an email. And then uh, one other person is... Tyler Haney from Outdoor Voices. She, I just really resonate with what the brand stands for and that they're about, you know, getting moving, but making it fun again, not making it so prescriptive. And it means something different to each person. And that's really also what we're trying to do with Superhue. 
I think we should just go ahead and add Ty Haney to our list of people we want on the podcast. So Ty Haney, if you are listening, we want you and we like you. We want to do stuff with you. <laughs> but let's jump into part one of season three. Yes, let's do it. Our first focus of season three will be all about community, something that we hold really dear at A Sweat Life, a motto that you'll see come through in our work, in our Instagram, and in our life is that everything is better with friends. So I want to know, when is a time that you really felt like you belonged? Kristen. Yeah, so going back to when, close to when I first moved to Chicago, it was around 2014, uh, Nike opened up their NTC space over on Armitage, which was conveniently less than a two-minute walk from my house, and they began offering free fitness classes several times a day, and I was broke at the time and have been and always will be very frugal, so I made it my mission to go exclusively to these free fitness classes at 6 a.m. every weekday. Um And it was through that community that I met Gina, probably in some capacity, but I also met, you know, three of my closest friends and through them my boyfriend and just a lot of important people in my life came out of that one space. And it was also that space that encouraged me to sign up for my first marathon and then kept me hooked long enough to do a second and a third. And through it all, we stay in touch with the people that I've met through that Nike community community. And a lot of them have evolved into a major part of the A Sweat Life community as well. So that's something that I think about frequently is how lucky I am that I wandered into that space one morning and met all of my now best friends. So I belong to the community of uh, alumni of University of Michigan. And while we sometimes have the reputation of being a little bit cultish, which is fair. It also is uh, the largest group of living alumni of any university. And I have to say that no matter where I've lived and no matter where I have gone into the world, anytime I'm wearing something Michigan, someone will call out to me, go blue. Even if I'm, it, it happened in Singapore. It happened when I was in Kuala Lumpur. I mean, really anywhere. It's And it's this connection Uh, that is really difficult to explain unless you've experienced it. But outside of just random strangers, it also has played a big role in my life in my circle of friends. And I have a very close group of friends that all went to school together, and we've continued to stay really close, um, even if some of us weren't that close in school. Now that a lot of us are in the same city, that has kind of brought us together. Also, my husband went to University of Michigan, and I want to say like at least 10 of my friends who have gotten married in the past year are all Michigan couples. A little creepy, but it is, it is nice. What's interesting about both what Kristen said and what Marie said is that it's just, it's really getting back and it harkens to the fact that social support helps with sort of two key things. Social support helps you stick to your fitness goals, Kristen. So when you talked about finding your tribe at that first NTC space in Chicago, in Lincoln Park, when Nike bought out a space and gave away free workouts for a couple years. Thank you, Nike. That social support helped you stick to your routine. It helped you 
stick to a training plan and run a marathon. And that's not just you. A body of evidence shows that having a strong social support network can help sustain a fitness goal. You can read more about that a lot of places, including our show notes, where we will link to Psychology Today, which will link to many of the pieces within the body of evidence. Uh, but then there's also the idea that social support has a big impact on your, your well-being in general, your health, your happiness, your longevity. So Marie, when you talk about sticking close and staying tight with your Michigan support system, it makes sense that you would feel happier and healthier with those people in your life. And you'll find more evidence that sort of points to that and supports that in our show notes as well. So one thing that kind of sticks out to me when I hear both of your stories, Kristen and Marie, is this just intrinsic community that felt right and that for whatever circumstances you know, brought it together, it just kind of clicks and it, and it feels right. And I think there's, there's a little bit of a duality between community and then exclusivity because you were in the right place at the right time and then you were inclusive or you were included in that group. And then inevitably, that means that sometimes there is exclusivity around that. But what I think, A, that I'm really proud that A Sweat Life does is just tries to continue to make it accessible for new people to feel a part of something. Because uh, I think that's, that's hard. That's really hard to maintain as you grow deeper relationships with other people. And then that system of support becomes so valuable to you. Then it becomes like almost like some walls tend to go up because that is your social support group and then something else feels other than that or an outsider then doesn't feel like so much of the support group. However, I, I think that A Sweat Life does a good job of trying to make everybody feel like even if it's their first time, they're already a part. And I'll be interested and excited to talk to our guests this year about how they're also trying to build that into community because I don't know that I have as many pinpoint examples growing up or in recent life where it just has felt like totally a part of something where I'm just like, I click. I've always sort of felt a little bit on the out. And that's, I think that's normal to sort of feel on the out sometimes. I think we're always in some capacity on the outside looking in. And then I think when we give, when we open ourselves up for other people to feel welcome, like we are also going to feel welcome. So that is one of my goals this year is to help other people feel welcome because I know that feeling of not feeling so welcome as well. Getting deep in season three. Actually, as you were talking, Maggie, I was reminded of a memory from middle school. Take a ride with me, listeners. <laughs> uh, I remember when I got, well, first of all, middle school is just a hard time, I think, universally because you're sort of at an awkward age. You're sort of a kid. You're sort of hitting puberty. Some girls are wearing bras for some reason. <laughs> some people are wearing makeup. And I remember getting to the sixth grade middle school and just feeling that sort of Britney Spears lyric of I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Uh, and not knowing kind of what my place was or uh, where I would fit. And there was a person who was just incredibly friendly and decided that she wanted to be my friend. And I think I spent the first like week trying to figure out why. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had that experience when someone immediately tries to befriend you and you don't understand it. Um, so once I just sort of let her welcome me and be friendly to me, it totally changed my middle school 
experience and probably made my sixth grade and then inevitably my seventh grade, my eighth grade, and just made me feel like I belonged. And that person was Roberta Bach. She has a different last name now, as people do. But I think those memories are important and those moments are important when we can make people feel welcome and when other people can make us feel welcome too. So outside of a sweat life, what is a community you've chosen to be a part of or that has welcomed you and why? Cindy. So in addition to being part of a sweat life, which I have to just piggyback on that to say that I have respected so much the way you do continue to bring new people in. And Gina, the way you set the tone at every event and make people introduce themselves to people that they don't know. I mean, you just like break down barriers from the get-go and it's uh, just a wonderful experience always. So I appreciate this community so much. But another community that I really appreciate is um, a writing accountability group that I belong to. There are just five of us and we meet only maybe once every two months or so, but it has been such a critical piece of support as, I mean, I'm, I'm a full-time freelancer, so I don't really have coworkers per se. I mean, I have you all again, which I really appreciate as coworkers on this podcast and in the community here, but in a lot of my day-to-day work, I'm kind of flying solo and making a lot of decisions by myself. And so just having a group of people that understands what that life is like and can, you know, be a sounding board for questions that come up and help solve problems and, you know, listen to me vent when I'm upset or really provide support when I need it. And, and to the point that we've made earlier, I mean, something about um, giving that support back to other people is also really worthwhile. So it's not just that I have people that I turn to when I need help. It's that I feel like I can do that for other people too. And that's such a huge confidence boost in a kind of job when sometimes you need to specifically, like I'm not getting performance reviews, you know, so I have to kind of seek that out. And um, it's been really, really meaningful to me. And, you know, there is evidence too, research that shows social support can help you feel less stressed at work and can even help you perform better, which only makes sense because when you are not always worried or anxious about your next move, you can really do your best work. So that's something that's been really important to me. Kristen, you have a different kind of social support group and community that you've been a part of, right? Yeah, this is definitely a sillier answer, but that's fine. A couple of years ago, Uh, I decided to start a pizza club with my friends, and it was quite literally just a club where we would go to a different restaurant every so often, and we would eat pizza. And we take ourselves very seriously. We grade the pizza at the end of the night. We compare it to past pizzas. We had an end-of-year pizza club this past December where everyone brought a pizza from their own neighborhood, and we judge them against each other. And I just want to give a personal shout out to my friend Holly, who showed up with a Little Caesars hot and ready (laughs) on her way home from work. Um, And she unintentionally won that day. Um, But yeah, it's just it's a silly thing. It's a fun thing. Uh, I always am happier when I leave than when I walk in. And the best part of all is that Pizza Club always ends up costing less than $20 per person, no matter how many pizzas you order. So highly recommend it to everyone else if you are considering trying to start a fun tradition with your friends around a common interest, pizza. So I know I appreciate my friends in this room and all of our friends out there listening, um, as well as the new friends we'll meet as we interview new goal-getters this year, because everything is better with friends. So thanks for listening, and we can't wait to share the episodes with you in season three of We Got Goals. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I 
I'm just reaching for a goal. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production, and like just about everything else, it is better with friends. We would love it if you would share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, and if you could leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, we'd really appreciate that too. Special thanks to my co-hosts for joining me in this episode today, to Tech Nexus for the recording studio, to Ryan Duffett for editing, and of course, extra special thanks to you, our listeners, one of our favorite communities. <laughs>